Hey y'all, welcome to the Weekly Discipleship Podcast with Aaron Dickroy. And today we're going to talk about calling and how we as disciplers talk to the people that we meet with about calling. And I, I'm going to be honest, that's kind of a little bit of a overwhelming thought that you as a discipler would talk to the people that you meet with about calling because chances are you don't even know what you're called to in life. And that's okay because I don't think I do either. Um, and then it becomes even more overwhelming when we think about the fact that we're trying to help this 19, 20, 20 21-year-old figure out what it is they're supposed to do for God to advance his kingdom for the rest of his life. And so what I want to do today is just talk about some practicals for how to do that, but then also how to understand calling in a way that takes a lot of the pressure off. That that this idea of calling can be simplified just a little bit so that that idea of doing what God has called you to do, what God has created you to do for the rest of your life to advance his kingdom becomes a little less overwhelming and a little bit more possible simply by us being who we are and then letting the Spirit of God empower us to do it. So here's my first thought, is that calling in our lives is a little bit more fluid than we think. Because we read the Bible and we we read about these people who are called to things and we see them do this one really big monumental thing once in their life. You know, we think about Moses when he stood before Pharaoh. You know, Abraham when he had his son Isaac. Jesus when he went to the cross. And that gives us a really bad understanding of calling because calling is all about us each day doing the little things that God calls us, quote unquote, to do that ends up resulting in us living a full, complete, long life of living out the big C calling that God has for us. And so calling can be more understood in the micro than the macro. Micro meaning the little things that make up the macro, the whole. And that's why we get overwhelmed when we think of callings, because we think of calling on the macro level. What is this big idea that God has for my life? This one big thing this moment that everything is leading up to and it crescendos and then I either die or Jesus comes back or I never do anything significant for the rest of my life because I've already done what I've been called to do. And we don't want to think about calling that way. We want to think about calling as something that, that God has created us to do and every morning we wake up and by doing little things, with the desire to love well, we do we do our calling. And here's here's the great thing about that is you don't have to know your calling um, in it, in its fullest form, its fullest idea, if that even exists, in order to do that well today. It might be 10, 15, 20, 30 years before you actually know what you're called to do. And when you realize what you're called to do, you might discover that you've been doing it the whole time. Just by being faithful to what God asks you to do, being obedient day after day, you're, you're, you're living out your calling now 
even before you know what it is. Because this whole idea of calling is meant to free us to do what God's created us to do, not to keep us in pressure and in fear and in uncertainty from doing what he's called us to do today. And that's what I think calling does a lot of times in our minds is we, 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 we get paralyzed, we stop doing anything until we know what we're supposed to do, that one thing, rather than, than, than just doing what we feel like, like we should do today in order to live the life God has for us. And, and then doing it again tomorrow, and then the next day, and then the next day. And through that, you might actually realize what your calling is. Because calling might not be something that you hear and then you go do it. Calling might be something you realize based on what you've been doing all along. That, that one day you just kind of think to yourself, you know, every day waking up, trying to be faithful to this life that God has for me, this is what I've been doing. Maybe that's what God has for me for my life. And, and I should just keep doing that. Because a lot of times we do, we think of, of calling as this thing where we get the, the ownership manual and it gives us all the directions and the, the, the guide to how, to how to move forward. When in reality, I think calling is something specific that God speaks into every single one of our hearts really from the moment he creates us. And life is about little by little, day by day, action by action, Every time we say yes to God, discovering what that thing is. And at the end of your life, you may be able to put it in this beautiful sentence form that really well describes who you are, what you were created to do, and how you did it. Or you might just be left with a life that is full of moments of joy and peace and love. And you never, quote unquote, discovered your calling, but you lived it the whole time. Because you simply responded to that thing that God spoke into your heart and that you had discovered little by little throughout your life. Okay, so how do you help your DT, the person that you meet with, discover their calling? I think first and foremost, you want to help them realize that God has something specifically for them. You know, one of the reasons that Bob gave the calling talk a couple weeks ago at Wesley is because he feels like our generation has lost our sense of calling. That our generation doesn't really think of calling as being something that is pertinent to each and every one of us. And so every time you meet with the person that, that you disciple, you get to speak into their life, help them discover the life that God has for them, and that's what they're called to. And it's really helpful just to say that every once in a while, that, that this is something that God's calling you to. And it may not be like your big C purpose in life calling, but if it's a yes to Jesus, then it's a yes to his call. Even if it's the little thing and not necessarily that big thing. But you want to help the person that you meet with know that they're called to something. And it's something unique to them. And then going right along with that, Second thing you want to help them understand is that what God has called them to do, they are fully capable of doing. They lack nothing within themselves that they would need to accomplish 
what God has for them in their life. As long as they will live out who God's created them to be, empowered by the Holy Spirit that God has given them, they will accomplish every good and perfect thing that God has created them to do. And that they will live that full life that God has for them individually and uniquely. And, and so that's where the pressure just completely gets taken off. Um, as disciples, we want to make sure that the people we meet with understand that they're supposed to say yes to their calling and not somebody else's. Which uh, a lot of times we talk about that idea when it comes to like jealousy and envy of somebody else's calling. Sometimes it can simply be the fact that I'm scared to ask God what I'm called to because I don't think I'm capable of doing what that person's doing. I don't want to do what they're doing because I don't. I think I would fail at it. But I probably would, to be honest with you, because God hasn't equipped me. He hasn't positioned me to do what somebody else has been called to do. He's positioned me, he has, and he even will equip me more to do the thing that he's called me to do. And so I don't have to look at my calling as this thing that, that I don't know if I'm capable of doing it because God has already created me in my calling in mind together. That, that when God made me, when God made you, when God made each of the people that you meet with on a weekly basis, he formed them, he fashioned them with their calling in mind and, and then he created their calling with them in mind. And, and so we get to help people understand that, that they're uniquely called to something that nobody else in the world is capable of. And that's a huge responsibility, and we don't want to take that away. We don't want to be like, so if you get around to it, that would be great. Like, our calling is a huge part of what it means to be faithful to God. And we want to be responsible to that. We, we want to, to take this calling that God has placed on our lives, the little ones each day, and then the big one that he might have for our lives. And, and, and we want to say yes to it because when he said yes to us, he empowered us to say yes to him, and, and that's all he asks in return, but that is actually what he asks in return. That if we're going to be our followers, we have to actually follow him, and what we're going to follow him into is the calling that he has for us. And so they're uniquely made to do something, and they need to do it. Because that's what being in a relationship with Jesus is about, is us being who he's created us to be, empowered by his spirit. And then beyond that, from a really practical standpoint, what it looks like for you as a disciple or to help the people that you meet with live out their calling on a daily basis is to just ask them, what do you feel led to do by the Lord right now? Today, this week, this month, this, this semester, this year, what would it look like for you to follow Jesus? And again, there may not be this like moment of revelation or, the, or this dream or a dream that you know, leads you into this position or, or this moment that crescendos and something really, really significant happens. It's, it's just as simple as like, what would it look like for you to be Jesus to the people around you for you to be you to the people around you in the way that Jesus has created you to be, 
and then encouraging them to do that. That's, that's why we have real talk and truth and accountability and next steps in DT is because we want to come up with ideas for what it would look like for us to follow Jesus. And by doing so, we are, I think, perfectly empowering and equipping the people that we meet with to live out their calling today for what God has for them just today. We don't have to live out what we're called to 15 years from now today. It's just about how do I be faithful with what God has for me right now, right now. And again, that, that's where the pressure just gets released. Not only do we not have to do what somebody else was created to do, we don't have to do what we were created to do, but are, is only going to be capable of doing 15 years from now. We just leave, live faithfully each day. So chances are you've already been helping the people that you meet with live out their calling in DT. If, if you've been trying to help them become a better follower of Jesus, that's what you've already been doing. You just may not have used those words because those words are scary and those words come with a lot of confusion and, and a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of pressure. And so it, if it helps, try, try to help your DT understand in a better way what is the calling that God has for them with all those things in mind. Keeping, keeping in mind that it doesn't have to be this big thing that their whole life leads to. To be honest, it, it may not even have to be a quote-unquote big thing at all. Most of us are called to things that the vast majority of people will never see us do. And, and that's okay. That doesn't mean God loves you any less. That doesn't mean God took any less time creating you, that he kept some of the special abilities for somebody else. It just means that in life, we each have unique things that God wants us to do in order to advance the kingdom around you. Your calling might be to your family. It might be to your friends. It might be to a small group at church. It might be to pastor a church. It might, it might be to lead a business. It might be to do a whole host of different things that have impact that nobody else can have. And then we're going to let Jesus be the judge of how significant that impact was. And at the end of the day, Matthew 25 tells us that no matter how much you were given, no matter how much you come to Jesus with, if you were faithful at all, his response is, well done, come into the joy of your master. And so that's what we get in response to living out the calling of our life. We get joy in the midst of this life, and then we're going to get joy for all of eternity when we're in God's presence. Okay, so one more thought before I wrap this thing up. Don't be afraid that you're going to miss your calling if you're trying to live in it. I just don't believe that God is trying to hide from us the purposes from our lives. Everywhere around us, our relationships, the things that we're passionate about, the things we're curious about, the things that we're interested in, all those things are trying to lead us into the life that God has for us. And it's not about getting it exactly right 
every day, every year, all the time. One of, one of my wife and I's really good friends, she's the kind of person that dabbles in just about everything. In the time that I've known her, she's worked in coffee. She's worked in ministry. She's helped buy products for a, for a little boutique. She's done photography. She's done all these different things. And I've always wondered, like, is she just waiting around until she figures out what God actually has for her? And to be honest, I don't know the answer because I don't know if she knows the answer. It could be this. It could be that she's trying a lot of different things to figure out what specifically, which of those things God has for her. And so that might be what you try to do. Is you and, and the people you meet with, you just try some stuff. And you figure out, like, where do I land? And, and realize this is what God created me to do. Or it could be this, that none of those things have anything to do with her calling. Or, better yet, that she can do her calling in any of those things. Because a lot of us want to define our calling by our job. Here's the biggest problem with that. You're probably going to retire from your job one day. But you're never meant to stop doing your calling. Your job will always be, no matter how attached it is to your calling, first and foremost, simply a way for you to live your calling out. And then when you retire from your job, you're going to have to keep pursuing that calling that God puts on your life. And so we never want to too closely define our calling with our job. And so chances are, my friend, she's just doing what sounds fun to her and then doing her calling in the midst of it which is to love people really well, to be around non-believers, and to somehow share Jesus with them through the way that she lives and the conversations they have. And so don't be afraid to try something and realize this isn't it because life is too long to, to worry about, quote-unquote, wasting a year or two because that year isn't wasted. That year is used to get closer to an understanding of what God wants you to do and what you're really passionate about and what you really find, find life in. Okay, so wrapping this up. First and foremost, we want you to talk about calling with the people you disciple. Make sure they know that calling is real and calling is for them. And that calling in their life is what they have been uniquely created to do. And that one of the most exciting things about them getting to live in a relationship with Jesus is getting to discover what he has made them as individuals to do that nobody else can do. And then just do your best to take pressure off of yourself and off of them just so that they can step out and try something. And, and, and to invite God into that along the way, constantly being open to his voice and open to his leading so that if they try something and it, it just doesn't feel right, then they can try something else. And again, they didn't waste any time. They got one step closer to knowing what God has for them and what God's created them to do. And so the best thing that they can do when it comes to trying to discover their calling is try something out and see what God has to say about it. And when God tells you to do something, 
do it. But until he does, the best thing to do is let the things that he's already spoken into your life guide you. All right, so have fun. Let us know when everybody knows what they're supposed to do with the rest of their life. We're super excited about everything God's done so far this semester, everything God's going to continue to do. If you ever have any questions about discipleship, please don't hesitate to ask us. Know us. Know that we love you, that we appreciate you, and that we're always praying for you.